What the hell, South Carolina? You had to do it. You couldn't just stay calm. Lincoln's not even in the White House, and you had to go and do it. Welcome to Civil War in Hindsight. As always, I'm Lieutenant Tommy, and with me is Prospector Johnny. And this week, Prospector, well... Good news. All of our... All of our hopes and all of our dreams since coming the election to fruition. are coming Everything to is calming down. Coming to an end. Uh, what do you What do you mean an end? What's going on? What well, the week's going to start off on December fourteenth with uh, with a Georgia Georgia legislature calling on South Carolina, Alabama, Florida, and Mississippi to send delegates to Georgia to uh, to be. Uh, appointed on a, a committee to determine whether or not there should be a Southern Confederacy established. So, so they're looking to to leave this, the Union. Yes, this uh, this South Carolina problem can, looks now to be spreading to several of the other Southern states. I mean, can they? But they can't do that, right? There's rules. There, there are rules, uh, and and I'm pretty sure it was made clear that you know secession isn't legal. Right. Uh, but it doesn't seem like the South cares well that i mean that's kind of the funny thing about uprisings and uh independence stuff like yeah legality doesn't you don't care about the rules because you're Mm -hmm. leaving that spot but so now south carolina started their little thing where they were going to do their vote coming up right uh that well johnny thanks for bringing that up that starts on december 15th okay Uh, and then uh but then everybody else uh, oh, I apologize so sorry jumped ahead everybody else started uh, started following them along how many states total well well hold on a second i, I did jump ahead a couple of days here okay. so we'll, we'll we'll go back, back to, on so back up on december 15th lincoln writes a letter to north carolina congressman john a gilmer uh, and essentially, essentially, he's trying to like explain to gilmer his position and what's going on and trying to get some southern democrats to calm down Right. So in this letter to Gilmer, which is a private letter, uh, he writes, I have never been, am not now, and probably never shall be in the mood of harassing the people either north or south. You, sir, think that slavery is right and ought to be extended. We think it is wrong and ought to be restricted. For this, neither has any just occasion to be angry with the other. He's simply expressing, I don't have any intention, although his probably never... Is not the best wording. That's I don't a, think I would have wrote probably never. You're but ne- he's never saying, say never is what you're supposed to do. Well, he's saying he doesn't have any intention of harassing anybody from the north or south on their political viewpoints. And he's saying that, yes, we differ, but just because we differ, there's no reason why we should be at odds with each other. Yeah, I agree not, to disagree. Not, yeah, like, not at hostile odds. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what, what being in a, a large society democracy means. It's, that's why we have, we vote stuff. We have, I guess, two sides. And, maybe. And, and speaking of voting, uh, we've been waiting for it since the election and since South Carolina said that they were going to call, you know, their their state Senate to order and ha- have a ruling here. Uh, it, it's there. On December 17th, South Carolina delegation meets to discuss a session. Okay, uh, they're going to meet with this vote. Well, they're going to meet first at, at the Baptist Church of Columbia in South Carolina in the with a public convention. So this is held in public forum. Okay. The president of the convention, D.F. Jameson, would state, and I quote, It is no less than our fixed determination to throw off a government to which we have been accustomed, 
and to provide no safeguards for our future security. If anything has been decided by the elections which has set us here, it is that South Carolina must dissolve the connections with the federal government as soon as possible. This is the opening statement to this convention. So, yeah, so it starts out with, yep, we got to go, everybody. We got to get out of the union. D.F. Jameson would also go on to say that uh, the written constitutions are worthless unless they are written at the same time and of the same heart and of the same mind as the people that they govern. So no, essentially, see, I can he's agree saying, with that. Uh, but he, yeah, but what he's saying is the Constitution of the United States that was written yep. is null and void. We will write a new Constitution and should always be written. Essentially, what he's arguing is that a Constitution should be written essentially every election cycle. Yeah. Yeah, update it. Uh, they uh, they would call for a vote for secession and a committee to pass an ordinance of secession. This vote, one hundred and sixty nine to zero. In favor uh, of secession. Oh, no, no, in favor of secession. So I, I assume that that covers whatever was it a two thirds majority they needed or yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, they, well, they got when it. it when it's, whatever when it's they unanimous. Needed. But it's unanimous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they, that, yeah, they, they, that, they, that they get it. Oh, shoot. Uh, the convention was ended slightly early due to a smallpox outbreak <laughs> in Charleston. So the convention would reconvene the next day in uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. They didn't Institute take that Hall. as a sign from God? Well, I was thinking the same thing when I read that. It should be, this is, here's your sign. Right. That maybe don't, maybe rethink that vote. Yeah. But essentially, as far back as December 17th, at least on paper, South Carolina has seceded. Now, they haven't made it official. They haven't made any public ordinance as of yet, but the right. vote came in 169 to 0. Now, like I said, on December 18th, they would reconvene at Institute Hall. Commissioners from uh, the delegation of Mississippi would arrive to see essentially what South Carolina's stance is and what they're going to do to see what they might want to do in their state of Mississippi. The vote is reconfirmed by the Senate for secession and adopts a bill to arm the state. So now not only okay. on the 18th have they reconfirmed the vote, but now they're, they're now they're adopting a bill to arm the building state. Building up a military, basically. In Washington, D.C., the United States Senate uh, is, is calling for a formation of 13-member committee to report on the present condition of the country and to report back with a proposed bill. Uh, you don't need 13 people for that. The condition of the country is bad. It is very bad, uh, although right now in, in the Senate, they don't know what's going on. They know that South Carolina is voting, but they don't know they don't that know they the vote. have voted yeah. as of yet. A Kentucky, uh, a Kentucky senator by the name of Crittenden comes up with his own compromise that he proposes to the Senate floor. And I'm going to read this in its, you know, in its entirety. It's number one, slavery should be prohibit, uh, prohibited in all territories north of the 36-30 degree parallel line. And slavery should be or should not be interfered with by Congress south of that line. When admitted as states, it should be admitted with or without slavery, depending upon that state's constitution. So allowing any new territory to be slave or free, depending on that state's constitution. Now, does that also apply the, the 34th whatever parallel uh, That's on the current. That is That's on the just current, the current states. That is for the current states, yes. Uh, Congress could not abolish slavery in places under its exclusive jurisdiction. So basically, south of that 36-30 parallel line, Congress no can't make any, yeah, no power to, to, to you know, abolish slavery. Congress could not abolish slavery in the District of Columbia so long as it existed in the nearby states or without the consent of the inhabitants or without just compensation. 
So this proposed part is that the DC, the capital itself, will remain slave unless the states around it go free or the, the Washington DC pays due compensation for making it not slave. Okay. Uh, Congress has no power to hinder or transport the transportation of slaves from one state to another. So whether that slave is going from a slave state to a free state, Congress has no power to hinder that. Number five, Congress should have no power to provide that the United States pay the owner full value of the fugitive slaves when officers were prevented from arresting the fugitives. So basically, if a slave runs away from Kentucky and gets up into Indiana, if Indiana prevents that, uh, those slave hunters from getting that fugitive slave, Indiana has to pay them due compensation for that slave. Man, they really wanted their slavery, huh? It, that's what it sounds like. And the last one here is that uh, no future amendments should affect the five preceding articles nor the sections of the Constitution permitting slavery. This compromise was obviously rejected outright by Congress by both Republicans and Democrats. As for the Republicans, it's clear it's it's giving way yeah. too much control of slave territories and free states. Right. And, of course, it's also allowing the expansion of slavery, which yeah, the Republicans which are very were much against. against. Yeah, they don't and, want the, uh, and the Democrats were against it because, well, we don't want any restrictions on slavery at all. Right. It's, so it wasn't, it was too, too far for one direction and not far enough for, for the other part. So, exactly. Man, that, now that's how you compromise right there. That's why we elect these government officials. And yeah, and here we are, Johnny, the week's going to wind down on the, you know, on December 20th. It's official. South Carolina has an ordinance of secession. And I will read it verbatim, and I quote, We the people of South Carolina in the convention assembled do declare and ordained, and it is hereby declared and ordained, that the ordinance adopted by the, us in this convention on the 23rd day of May and the year of our Lord 1788, whereby the Constitution of the United States of America was ratified, and also all acts and parts of acts of the General Assembly of this state ratifying the amendments of the said Constitution are hereby repealed, and the Union now subsiding between South Carolina and other states under the name of the United States of America is hereby dissolved. Officially, the great Union of the United States, at least for South Carolina, is dissolved. And so we got a big old hole in us now. We got a big old hole in one of the original 13 colonies. That's not great, because now what all, all, those, all those other states that started getting the idea of secession, too, they might start following suit. Well, I imagine Georgia's going to be pretty close, because they're the next loudest vocal state. Yeah. Uh, and now we have, they're all meeting. Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, and South Carolina are going to be meeting in the near future to discuss whether or not they want to have form their own country, their own confederation of states. So right now, but right now when South Carolina's gone, what do they call themselves? I guess the South Carolina, just, the country of South the Carolina. Country yes. of South Carolina now. Uh, and and then they have to decide, okay, so if the other other states do secede, now they have to decide if they're gonna just be their own countries or if they're gonna create join as one country. United States part two. Yes. Yes. Um there is a chant outside of uh, South Carolina outside of Charleston where they are celebrating and they are chanting South Carolina's free and independent. Very reminiscent of the revolution. Yeah, uh, you know, people outside of Boston where they're celebrating. Um, in the evening of the twentieth, the formal signing took takes place in Institute Hall, and that's it. 
as, as far as South Carolina is concerned, as far as their government is concerned, they are now independent of the United States as a whole. There is one pro-union judge that is in South Carolina that speaks out. His name is James Luis Pettigrew, who says, and I quote, I tell you there is a fire. They have this day set a blazing torch to the temple of the Constitution of Liberty, and we shall no more have peace. Yep. So, oh. So not only so basically this isn't gonna we're they're going but they're not going peacefully like it's not uh, just gonna be a well this this pro union judge he's he's saying because they're seceding yeah. there's not there's no yeah. way that they're, this they're, they've set a fire there's gonna be right war. the secession won't ha we're we're not gonna let it go peacefully so it's shaping up we're looking at war with South Carolina now the country <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna are we gonna invade the, are, what about all the federal agents there and the, i i but, don't have answers for you yet on uh, that this is um, a mess we ended i want to remind you that we ended last week with south carolina threatening that uh that buchanan should not send forces right down yeah. to the federal yes. forts in south carolina uh and that if they do they can't guarantee they won't be attacked uh, um, but they promised that they wouldn't they promised that they wouldn't attack them you know before secession but yeah well now they seceded now they've now seceded what? so <laughs> i don't know what are we? What what are the odds over and under on them attacking one of the said forts? Well, that's it for this week in Civil War in hindsight. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and join our other shows of Historic Hindsight and This Week in History.